everybody, I'm Adam Hergenrother. This is Business Meets Spirituality. We believe in personal growth through business success. Today I'm joined by me. Hallie decided to take a vacation, which we're really excited for. Uh, so that gives me the mic to myself, which I'm going to jump into two powerful questions that I believe will drive your life. Um, two questions that I um, constantly um, in, a, in the beginning part of a spiritual journey, I love bringing these up and breaking them down because they're really, they come from two things like your intention in your life and the two questions from the intention of this. So the two main questions that, um, that I'm thinking about this morning are number one is, are you a physical being experiencing spirituality or experiencing life? Meaning that are you a physical being, meaning that I'm a physical being experiencing just life, right? So the physical being is, has a infinite life. It dies. There's no purpose after death. Um, and there's no right or wrong here. I'm just bringing it up in the context of, of two questions that will drive how you think about life, right? So that's the first question is, are you a physical being experiencing life, experiencing spirituality? Again, there's a finite period. You're here. What's the point? What it, it's, is, is it really survival? Um, you know, what, what is it? Is it all cost in order to be here? And is there anything really kind of afterwards? The second question, which is really we're going to dive into today, which is when you start to think about this. And the question is, is are you a spiritual being having a temporary physical experience? probably heard that before or some phrase of this. And I first heard this probably about 15 years ago. And when I first heard the question, it actually gave me a a movement, if you will, uh, inside. And I said, wow, you know, I I didn't know exactly how um, or, or what it was signifying at the time, but it really changed the orientation of how I viewed things. And so then I started really thinking through, not necessarily just with the mind, but just meditating, if you will, just kind of letting that simmer of that question is that, am I really a spiritual being just having this temporary physical experience? And, you know, some of the I believe we are, right? I believe that we're a spiritual being having a temporary experience. And I think it goes beyond believing to just the knowing of who you are. Like if I asked you to put your awareness on your toes right now, like everyone take your awareness and put it on your toes. You can feel your presence, right? Putting your awareness down there. Or if I asked you to think of an apple, right? To think of an apple, it is fall in Vermont, right? So if you think of an apple, what color apple did you see? Green, red, what kind of responses? But who was the one in there seeing? Right. Like when you look in the mirror, you see yourself when you were nine and you see yourself today and you look in the mirror and you're going, why? I think I'm the same person. Well, you are right. That's the, the spiritual sense. You're the same. The physical part of you is changing. That is subject to the law of impermanence. So meaning the first one is that you're a physical being and you're, you're going to have some permanence, meaning that you're going to die and there's just nothing afterwards. Right. The second part of this is that you're just down here for a few moments having this, this, this physical temporary physical experience by witnessing the experience that you're having through life. And so that's, I'm a spiritual being having a temporary physical experience, meaning that this is, I come here knowing that it's temporary. So why is this so important? And it was really important in my life early on because it gave me a a deeper sense of appreciation for why I'm here, right? You come in with nothing, you leave with nothing. And while it's certainly fun to build businesses, have families, have things, cars, planes, give money, donations, charities, contribute. But really at the end of the day, if, if this is, if this is your intent each day, which is that I'm a spiritual being having a temporary physical experience, your how you go about your day is going to be different. What bothers you is going to be different. And the really beautiful thing about this is when you, when you take this in the heart, 
you start to, um, you start to be un, things don't baffle you as much as they used to. Your energy doesn't shift nearly as much, uh, when things don't go your way in the physical world. Whereas if you're attached to the physical world in question number one, whereas you're just in the physical world, everything goes up and down and you, you fluctuate with it. If you, in the number two, if you're a spiritual being, just having a temporary physical experience, therefore the world's just going to unfold and do its thing. And yes, the experiences, I promise you feel different, right? There's sadness, there's jealousy, there's irritation, there's joy, there's peace, there's love, there's irritation. There's all of these love, there's all of those different emotions that we've labeled that are just different energy vibrations that you get to experience as part of your temporary experience here that you get to experience all of those. But at the end of the day, you realize those are not you. Those are not you. So there's a sense of separation from the physical world to who you are versus in the first one, there isn't necessarily a separation. What there is, is there's just you, which is the physical being being physical here. So therefore you are everything in that physical sense. The second one, there's a separation from the physical being like in, in the interesting thing is, I mean, you could prove this, at least I believe you can prove this. I mean, you could take off somebody's arm and you ask them, are you still there? They're going to say, yes, I'm still here. If you talk to somebody who's paralyzed or lost legs or limbs or whatever that piece is, and you say, are you still here? Are you still the same person inside? They go, yes, I am. So you're not your physical body, right? In fact, if they had the technology, right? And if you just go with me in this example, if they had the technology where they said, Hey, I'm going to remove one of your toes because it's got to be on there. And, and that's what they thought the experiment was, right? And they put a you know, a, a towel or a drape from your neck down. So you couldn't see what was happening and they took everything out and they took your whole body away, but they moved you and your, your, your consciousness, if you will. Um, and kind of to the side, but kind of removed most of your body. And you say, Hey, how you doing over there? And you couldn't feel anything. You say, Hey, I'm just, I'm still here. So the physical body can be, can be removed yet at the same time, you who is in there that still has this experience is still in there experiencing life. So we, we know that. And we also know that you're not your, your body in a way, because in, in, when you're born, you're one size. And when you get older, you're a different size and you start to grow and you come back, right? Your, your physical body takes different shapes. You look different throughout the age, you age, you, all these different things, your hair comes in, goes away and you have no hair, right? All these things happen, but you're still there. So it's, it's very clear that you're the one who's experiencing the physical world, but you're not the physical world. And it's, it's once you really understand that it gives you a sense of that separation so that you can have clarity, that calmness to go out and interact with the world. You know, it's really fascinating. We're in a, in a time now where, you know, our, our Dharma in, in society, if you will, is not necessarily to go sit in caves and meditate. It used to be for a while, right? That was part of it. But now we're much more into this, this activity, the doing side of things. And while doing things, we can get so caught up into the doing part of our lives that we forget that we are a spiritual being, which is part of, if your intent every morning is that, Hey, I'm a spiritual being having a temporary experience, physical experience here. It's just temporary. It's just, it's just like when you jump down to vacation, like when you go on vacation, I always kind of give this examples. Like if I'm in Vermont and I go down to Florida, I'm having a temporary physical location in Florida, having a vacation, but then I'm going to jump back to Vermont. It's kind of like the same thing. Wherever we come from, we jump into this world and we come into this world purely so our souls can evolve. The involvement of our souls happens through the physical experience right? So when you're going through the physical experience of these things, right? There's a physical experience. It's all designed to help you grow. How do you help you grow is by separating yourself from the physical experience so you can use it as a fuel to grow. And so that's the, the intention is when you really truly are, can, can understand this, even you don't have to, 
when you just start putting your energy towards your attention, right? Remember, spirituality is not about changing what you do. It's about changing the part of you that's doing it. And what, and, and what's really, what's really interesting about this is that when you, when you realize that you are uh, a spiritual being having this temporal physical experience, it allows you to have more empathy for people. It allows you to understand why people get glued and why they don't. And it also allows you to interact with the world uh, with more joy. Because at the end of the day, I don't care if you're in business or any other profession that's out there, what do people really want is they want to, they want to feel good, right? Isn't that what it is? They want to feel good. Like if you ask any one of our employees or somebody that I'm, that I'm coaching or helping out with, whatever that is, you ask them like, how do you want to feel today? Not like, what do you want to accomplish? How do you want to feel today? And the answer always comes back is, well, I want to, I want to feel great. <laughs> what does great mean, right? I want to have joy. I want to have, really the, the greatness is that I want to have peace in my life. I want this energy to rush in. But we just, we think that by, that we need to get it outside when the reality is it's already bubbling inside. We just have to put our attention there. And that's that I'm a spiritual being. Therefore, I'm already feeling great. I've just covered it up by going outside. So when you ask this, the question of what do you, how do you want to, how do you, how do you want to feel today? It's a different question than what do you want to accomplish today? What do you want to accomplish today? Is still great. It's a great question, but the separation between this is how do you want to feel today? I want to feel great. And the only way to truly feel great every day, day in and day out is the separation, right? From outside to inside, maybe your inner world to your outer world. If you are tied to your outer world, which is most of us are, we're hooked, right? We're hooked inside and outside. So whatever the world does, if it goes well, we feel great. If it doesn't do well, it doesn't, we don't feel good, right? And sometimes we hang out in the middle. And so you're always going up and down. That's why when Michael Singer wrote the book, The Untethered Soul, the, re the real definition of that, the untethering of the soul means that you're no longer, your soul is not tethered to the outside. That's really what his whole meaning behind the book Untethered Soul is. And that's where he got the title from is when you realize that you can unhook yourself from the outside, again, that you're who you are, how you feel is that spiritual sense, that spiritual being of how you feel is not hooked to the outside. You can actually still feel incredible peace and be on a deathbed. You can still feel incredible peace while you're going through anything in life. You can, you can still have incredible peace while it's up, so it's down, it's middle. It's almost becomes just joyous, whatever starts to happen. And now, tr trust me, I get it. The physical mechanics of the world are hard at times. They're supposed to be. It's not supposed to be easy. The world is not supposed to just do what you want to do. There's 7 billion people on this planet. I'm pretty sure every day the poor world does not satisfy everybody. It can't. So that's not its purpose. So your whole purpose of your life here is not to get what you want. <laughs> That's not it. There's an old joke in the Zen, um, Zen, in the Zen religion where they talk about, you know, heaven's so easy because you just get and they're just using heaven as a, as a term, right? But it's heaven's so easy because you just get what you want and it's just easy to feel great. When you come down here, it's not so easy to feel great, right? And so they, that's the point is coming down here is so that you actually don't feel great all the time. Hence, the ability to work on yourself. If you feel just wonderful, attached to the outside world, and the world just gives you everything you want, you're not going to feel that, which is why people set out to have everything in business, right? They have all these things, all the things they want, the house, the money, the prestige, all the stuff. And then they're still dramatically depressed, right? They're just very depressed because nothing outside is ever going to fuel them the way they're looking for it. Because the only way that you fuel that is inside. And I believe it starts with the question, which is I'm a spiritual being, are you a spiritual being having a minor physical experience? And then, then just life has a lightness to it. 
It doesn't mean it's not going to be hard. It doesn't mean there's not going to be plenty of challenges. It doesn't mean you're not going to get hit and your energy is going to get shifted to a defensive position. It just means that in those moments when you have that, look, there is such a critical moment in, 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 his, in, in human experience where it's that moment right before you're about to lose your sense of self. And that's what, what I mean. The sense of self is that you're stable, you're doing okay, you're driving along, you're there, you're present, you're looking at the beautiful trees and the foliage, there's a pumpkin, you're just, I'm just, it's Halloween time up here, right? You're, you're in that zone. And then all of a sudden, somebody cuts you off. Or all of a sudden, a thought comes in there about something that somebody said two weeks ago, and they come back in, and you go, and you just get shifted all of a sudden. But you have this moment where the driver starts going 30 and a 50, where you have that moment to go, am I going to get lost here? Or am I going to stay centered? That's where willpower really comes into play here. The strength of your willpower will go, I'm not going to touch it. I'm not going to get lost in some Velcroed thought. Literally, this Velcro thought is not going to take me down as to why all these people drive slow and why is it today? And they, right, Your mind can do that. You're just going to see the thought wanting to grab you and you let it go. As you tend to let go, there just, there, there just becomes a dissolvement of what used to grip, grip you. And so that's why if your intention starts off, remember, spirituality is not about changing what you do, your profession, your activities, none of that. It's not about changing. It may, but it's not about that. It's changing the part of you that's doing it. And I believe the fundamental question is that if you're a spiritual being having a temporary physical experience, therefore that can be your driving intention, which gives you the clarity each day to let a lot of these things go. Um, came out a couple questions, right? So what about the fear of the temporary experience, which is a great question, right? There is this, the fear of a, of a temporary experience physically fear is important. And so there's two different types of fear though, right? There's a psychological fear that we've created inside our heads, which is where we're, where we're, where that psychological fear comes in because we've built an illusion or a, a house inside our egoic level of consciousness, which is where we live. Right. And if, if something psychologically p- penetrates that, like if we have a, an image of who we are and somebody attacks that image, that the image is a house that we've built as an example, right? That's the metaphorical house, but you've built it and somebody attacks that online or to your face, you start to feel the, the, the attack personally versus just somebody just saying a bunch of words. Because if somebody says those words to somebody else that you have no meaning, if you see a fight going on in the street and you don't know any of those people and they're saying the exact same words, it doesn't bother you. But the minute it comes to you, it bothers you. And the reason why it bothers you because, well, yeah, it's me. Well, that's not you. That's the point. And hopefully you guys can see that. That's not you being bothered. That's your your house that you've built being bothered, which isn't you either. So that's why when you remove the house, there is nothing to bother you. That's the whole awakening experience. Because if somebody could say, I don't like the way you did this or you're a fraud or whatever it is. And they could say it to somebody else that you don't mean anything and nothing bothers you. But the minute they say it to you, your, your house that you've built on sand, right? I mean, that's, that's, you know, Jesus talked about that, about building your house on sand. It's always going to fall. And so like, it's the, the reality is, is the minute something, the minute the wind blows, your house blows over. I think it's something along the lines goes. And so the minute words come in there and affect you, you're now out of balance. That's that shift of energy. So when that happens, by the way, you have that moment you go, am I going to let this, am I going to let this bother? Am I going to use this as an opportunity to start removing the house that actually caused the issue in the first place, 
right? It's like Michael Singer uses the example of thorns that are in you. And every time somebody uses words, the, th the thorns get hit. Why don't you just, instead of dealing with the, with the person's words, why don't you just remove the thorns? And that's what we're doing here, right? The, the awareness of all of this is so that you can remove the experience that's causing the pain in the first place. So you can actually stay more present in that seat of consciousness, which is again, the way you do that is when it triggers you. And remember in, in liberation is not something that you do. It's something that happens to you. You don't go out there and all of a sudden like, I want to feel bad and just, just do it. There may be a habit of that, but the reality is, is when it happens, you get that opportunity to say, I can let go. And that is one of the most precious moments in creation is when you have that moment, you recognize I can touch this anger. I can touch this irritation, this jealousy, this victim language. I can touch all of this or I cannot. And if you choose not as hard as it is, every, it just, everything starts to become easier. Cause what happens is that what used to bother you just no longer bothers you anymore, melts away and it's gone forever. Those are called some scars. We've talked about this before in the episode where some scars are just stored energy patterns of things from many lifetimes that are there that show up and say, Hey, this didn't feel good when you stored it, which is just a stored energy pattern. Therefore this trigger just happened. So it doesn't feel good, but I'm trying to get it out of here. So if you let it release, if you will, and let it go, then, it, then, then you'll start to experience a lot more just constant peace in your life. And that fundamentally comes down to if you're a spiritual being having this temporary experience, then use the temporary experience to grow as much as you can. That's why business is this conduit for personal growth and go back. So that's the psychological fear. And that's why we have it right to a certain extent. The, the physical fear is a hundred percent real. And the reality is, is anytime that you're being chased by a tiger, your mind is not working not in the way that we see our mind working. If you're ever in a really fearful, frightening situation where your life's on the line, your mind actually shuts down. It just shuts down and you act. That's actually how you could act every day. You just, you're literally like, if you've ever been like skiing or even in the flow, right? I always use skiing because you're skiing in the woods really fast. The minute I started trying to pick my lines and trying to think through everything is when I screw up. But the minute I just in there and just my body's reacting and moving, there is no, it's just, you're in harmony with the moment. And so for, therefore you're acting, you know, Adi Shanti, um, who's a spiritual teacher gives the greatest example of this where he's a rock climber and he was rock climbing one day and he was like 200 feet up in the air and he found himself stuck and he found himself where he was so high up and his, his trigger point to lock him in was, I don't know, I think it was like 50 feet or 50 yards or 30 yards below. Anyways, the point it was, it was too far beyond. And if he fell from there, from where he was and he, the, the weight of him coming down would pull that clip right out. Um, and he most likely would have died. Right? So he's in this spot and he's stuck and he can't go backwards and he can't go forwards. And he's trying to think through his mind of how to do every single movement. He's up there for minutes, right? Trying to figure this out. And he said the way he explains it, he's in the last like 15 seconds of like him shaking, trying to figure it out, knowing that he just physically couldn't hold on anymore. Like you just get to that point where he's just physically so exhausted. He said his mind shut down. And all of a sudden his, his, the natural flow of life just took over and he saw the move and it, it wasn't like a, like the like mind telling you, it was just, he saw it and he just, he moved without even thinking. And that's the example of just being out of your mind. Like in fear situations, you just act 
you're not actually thinking through your mind and you have a whole sense of new or new, new energy that comes in there. So his mind kind of shut off and mine was like, Oh, you know what? I'm the mind. I'm going to die. This whole egoic level of consciousness is going to die. If we don't, if I actually just stay in the way here. So it actually almost moves over to the side and allowed him to act. And he, he finished the move and he climbed and was right to the top and he climbed up over and it was just a, one of the most enlightening experiences for him because it just showed the power of just getting out of the way. And that's the letting go. So people say, what do I let go of? Well, you let go of the part of you that you keep feeding. You let go of the part of you that, that wants you to, to engage with it and interact with it that isn't doing any good. And that interaction is with the egoic level of consciousness of the ego, which is past, future, right? Ideas, concepts, beliefs, all about who you think you are. That is the egoic level of consciousness. So when you're caught up with a thought of that, you're not actually having the direct experience of life. You're living mind or ego. And remember, people think ego like bravado, like I've, I've got this car or money. That's just a sign. You know, having the big ego of not having things is just the same ego, right? We just, in our society, have treated it differently. It doesn't, it's irrespectful. It's the same energy source of just you, whether you say, I'm going to renounce all money and it's bad, or I'm going to, you know, or any of those things. And by the way, the same sense of ego goes into somebody who drives a Lambo to somebody who drives a Prius. Somebody's like, oh, look at me. I stand for good being a good person driving electrical because now I understand the importance of that. I'm not saying that, but there's a, there's a tone that a lot of people have is like, look what I'm driving, right? In either case, whether that's a Lambo or a Ferrari or electric car, it's like, I'm driving this because see, I'm doing something good, or I'm driving this because look how much money I have. Or you could actually have the, the, the electric car because it's good for the environment. It's a wonderful thing and you enjoy it and you just have it. Or you could have the sports car and you just, enjoying that. So the, the intention behind what each vehicle is can make a difference too as well. So just re remember that. And there's a huge difference between psychological fear, which is the fear of concepts, beliefs, images, past, future of what we've created and primal fear, which is a physical fear, which you need to protect. And by the way, it's good to have it. If you're being chased by a bear, you want that to kick in, right? That's fine. That's, that's part of the experience, right? Oh, here's the other point on question number one, and thanks for bringing this up, Kim, is that if you believe that you're just a physical being and you're just here and there is nothing else out there, then it's, it's survival at all costs, right? And that's what it is. But it's time after time, we see that that's actually not the case. People in, in situations every single moment of every single day put themselves in harm's way to protect the greater part of society, right? And so we, if it was, if it was just physical being, that's it, then we would, we would have this different thinking pattern that's below mind. We'd have this different acting power versus in a, in a really stressful situation or somebody's drowning, they, they risk their own lives or run into a house to pull somebody out of there or run into a car that flipped over and burning to pull somebody out of there. They risk their own lives to go in there and pull people out every single day. This is happening, right? And if we really was all about just surviving in that experience, then we'd be wired differently to do that. I mean, actually, it's really funny because you, if you watch, you know, any YouTube videos, you can see animals actually going and saving other animals that they would typically eat, right? It's just funny how that whole thing is just natural built in that this is just a temporary place. And if you look around, you can see that everything is subject to the law of impermanence it means you, you come in here, you're having this experience and it's, and it's there, right? What I really want you guys to take away from this is that this, this question, this intent, and, and really what it intends to um, lead to is how you interact with people, how you interact with the world, what you do, and the more, the clearer your intention about your life, 
the clearer you'll have direction for your life. And that's why if, if you're a spiritual being having this minor physical experience, it gives you a sense of um, peace and joy that is that can accompany so much more of the roller coaster rides in life. And, and when the hardest parts of life, when they come in there, you can always go back, by the way, and, and ask that question. Hey, I'm just here having a temporary experience. So does this really matter? Does this, this thing that I'm actually worried about right now matter? Because at the end of the day, what is it that you really want? And that's you want to feel good. You want to, I don't mean feel good because you have something <laughs> you, and that's fine too, by the way. I love it. A lot of people do. They're, they're great. It's awesome to have it, but you want to feel good, irrespectful of that. You want to be rich and famous and have all these different things and not give a damn about any of it, which means at the end of the day, that's a Naval quote, but, and I butchered it, but there's the essence of it. And a lot of people have said that, right? Like I want to do all these things and not give a damn about any of it. So if they go away tomorrow, it's great. You can have all the things that you want, but if they go away, it doesn't change who you are because you, who you are is already wonderful. And that's when in the Buddhists talk about the world loses its salt, meaning that you no longer need to go out there and try to get your fix to feel good because you're already feeling good. And as they, as you start to work that into your life, there's, there tends to be a shift in your intention about how you're interacting with life. And that's what people are truly looking. That's that awakening experience or people using that as like, I want to be my authentic self. The authentic self isn't about telling people what you think. It's about being just real, and, and I don't know what other word to use to point it to. It's not about, yes, it could be about having tough conversations, but it's just about being real and you're not hiding behind your fear. So if you're in a relationship and you're going, you know, Hey, like, uh, you know, let, let's talk about a relationship. You know, do we have a good relationship? Do we not have a good relationship? That's what I mean by being authentic and real. It's like so many people are even afraid to look at it, their money or their weight or their relationship because of fear of some psychological thing they have there. So they just don't approach it. Being real. just means I'm open to all of that. There is no hurt there. I'm just, Hey, you know, if it's, let's have the conversation. If we're wonderful together, that's wonderful. And if we're not, we're not too. And I get it. And so time to move on for either one of us, you know, any situation that is there, you're just never, you never held hostage to something. It doesn't mean you don't work on things. It doesn't mean you don't try to work. It's not that at all. It just means that most people are unwilling to have the real conversation, the truth conversations with themselves and others because of fear. And that's what we would, but if you know you're a spiritual being doing this, then your intention can clear. And so then you're no longer caught up in the same fear that may grip you or used to grip you because of that. Right. You know, and is there a difference between pride and ego? It depends on how your definition of the word is. And that pretty much goes for all language, right? You know, pride, you can have a sense of pride in a lot of things. Pride can be uh, a pride of your kids and all those things. It's just an emotion that you get to experience. Pride is just a, a, a word that we use to describe a feeling. Ego is used to describe why we feel the feeling and why we become the feeling. Ego or egoic level of consciousness literally is it only can survive in the past and the future. And it has to be getting you to see it. Like when I ask you to think of an apple, you're moving yourself from looking at the egoic level of consciousness to moving to seeing an apple because just quickly there, that's why the whole go to your breath is so powerful or look at a candle and meditate or use the word um to meditate on because either one of those, there's nothing high power about any of that. What it does though, is it gets you out of your uh, addiction to listening to that mind. And even then when you're doing that, your mind will still jump in and do that. You're just so addicted to doing it. So pride is more of an emotion you get to experience. Ego is an entity, if you will. It's how Eckhart Tolle refers to it as an entity that is there that you are basically have become. 
you you become part of the ego because you've developed a sense of self through the ego which is just survives only because you feed it every day and that's why the more you can let go what you're letting go of is the food or the fuel for the ego so it starts to dissolve away and there are three or four different different levels of letting go of the ego and the final one is the annihilation of it which is a whole other experience and it can feel like a death and that'll be a whole other podcast but it literally feels um it, it can feel like a real death that are in there because part of that is what is is what's there is actually really dying like i remember ganga ji when she went through her experience um she said it basically felt like this entire she had this realization that i I was holding up this entire fort on stilts and all of a sudden in one second one blow the entire fort just went away and all of a sudden my life changed like all of a sudden i saw everything i was no longer this small small individual being on this house of stilts it was just gone and now all of a sudden the totality it's like you're looking at a computer screen your entire life and all of a sudden the computer screen go blank and you turn around and you realize there's a whole other world and you go outside the building and you there's a whole bunch of everything and so the the growth is just op, the opportunity for that soul involvement that spiritual growth is there you know and, and spiritual growth is extremely painful it is really really painful most people want a a a, a path to spirituality that aligns them with who they think they are not and they, and they get really close to that, like hey i want to have a lot of this piece but i want to be a billionaire or i want to have all these things and feel really good i don't want anything else to change but i want this to change that's still ego and so the whole letting go is you're letting go of any concept you have of yourself it doesn't mean you forget the roles you play right but doesn't mean you don't you forget the interaction you have at work or you show up or clean your house or take care of your kids or pick them up it has nothing to do with that that's why the whole point of going back to this original question we'll wrap that up is this if you're a spiritual being having a temporary experience enjoy the temporary experience all of it you have roles you have you know you have identities you can play whatever word makes sense for you but you're not any of it you know you, you you're not hoping for a different situation but you can use the word in a light sense all of this is just that you're playing with life now i understand there's real consequences so it's not like you just you're careless or reckless you're just no longer so caught up in what the world is doing out there that whenever it goes up or down you're you're up or down yourself you're actually just enjoying and playing with life it's a sandbox it's the greatest if you have you see everything there's colors there's animals there's other people there's everything some are nice some are not it's all the experience of life right business there's 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 so many different professions out there now everything you can do in the activity world just becomes joyous now i say that it doesn't mean every day is joyous remember there's a big there's there's this concept that people think like once i once i on the spiritual path that everything should be easy that's not what i'm saying either but there is a level of peace that can come in and there are a level that when you're still gonna get frustrated right if something doesn't go your way you can feel the frustration the difference is you don't sit there and go down 17 different levels about why you're frustrated and what you're going to do to the person you just feel frustrated and go huh i'm feeling frustrated i get to experience this and it's gone and then you move into clarity that's why the the most that's why it's so important this that's why i believe the next generation of leaders are just as committed to their inner world this conversation as they are to their outer world or, or as they are to outer world like bottom lines spreadsheets hitting goals and metrics because when you can have the intersection of the two meaning that oh i feel frustrated i lost money that doesn't feel good okay great i get to feel this deeply and then the feeling's gone and then all of a sudden the feeling's gone you have this clarity about what to do to take action to fix the fact that you're losing money or to fix the fact that your house is gone or that you have a relationship problem you still fix all these things you're still interacting with them they're still hard they're still challenges but life is never going to just unfold the way you want it to at times it does that's wonderful you can experience it and it comes down to this you know it's like at times 
um, a pond is still. Other times there's wind and it ripples it. Other times it's raining. Sometimes it's sunny. Sometimes there's, there's sticks and leaves that fall into it, right? Sometimes there's animals in it. All sorts of things are going to happen in the pond. The pond just sits there and it lets it happen. That's kind of you. You're the pond and there's all these things are going to happen and you're just enjoying all of them. It's not like, I don't want any animals to come in the pond, right? No, like the apple tree doesn't produce apples and go, nobody can eat these. Well, the squirrels can, but nobody else can, right? You just know they just, they just produce apples. And that's the same thing with you, who you really are, that spiritual being, you're the pond. You're there contributing. You're there to embrace it all. You get to experience every experience that you're having. And that becomes the gift of being here. Hey, if you like this episode of Business Meets Spirituality, make sure to subscribe to this podcast before you go so you don't miss future episodes. Or visit our website, adamhergenrother.com. That's H-E-R-G-E-N-R-O-T-H-E-R to subscribe to our show wherever you listen to your podcast. And don't forget, never give up on joy.